0: Hello, Anand sir. Thank you so much for accepting this invitation and uh, coming over to share your thoughts. Uh, How are you?
1: Hello, hello, Pawan. It's a great initiative that you've done. Uh, I hope a lot of people benefit out of this, especially at the COVID time when we are all stuck indoors.
0: Yes, yes, uh, really, uh, it has been a long due. I want to really uh, talk to you regarding, uh, you know, your uh, experiences as a runner and, uh, you know, as, as a mentor of Bessie Dreamers. Uh, so firstly, I would like to, uh, welcome all the audience, uh, for today's podcast. Uh, Dr. Anand Nort, uh, is a very uh, seasoned dermatologist in Chennai. Is a very seasoned runner and also a mentor for for a group called uh, Bessie dreamers uh i am really excited for this podcast because uh he is the person who has initiated me into running so uh i can't really uh you know put in words uh you know the kind of respect and uh, um, the kind of respect and uh, love i have for him so anand sir uh, thank you so much once again and I would request you to uh, give a, a very brief uh, general introduction of your background and how, how the running got started.
1: Yeah, thanks, Pawan. Thanks for very nice words. Yes, it's a pleasure knowing you ever since you joined Basic Dreamers. Thank you. Um, generally speaking, I was an athlete uh, in from childhood. In around fifth class, I was picked up by my coach to play volleyball for the school team. Uh, my coach was NIS, uh, Patiala Volleyball Coach. I studied in Delhi, my schooling in Delhi. Yeah. So he comes one day and decides that he wants to make a volleyball team. He picks up about 10 to 15 of us and he starts training us. Now his intention was to train us over a period of years. It was not a few short-term things. He had a very clear thing in his mind that yeah. it will be over the years that you will be nurtured and made into good volleyball player. And I realized that that discipline that he gave us was the biggest lesson in my life, not the subjects that I learned. I do not say that my other teachers have taught me anything. They were great. But our physical instructor really taught us the value of sweating it out and keeping on doing it again and again till you get it better and until you become perfect. Of course, perfection is something which none of us are going to achieve. But that's the way he believed. He believed that practice, 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 and don't do it in short term. It's going to be a long-term affair. So this was on in school. I played a lot of volleyball. I played almost up to the daily junior levels. Professor Prasar wanted me to get uh, get into the team, state team, but I wasn't keen on it and gave up. But then after that, I joined my MBBS in Pondicherry. And I continued my sports uh, part in Pondicherry because the best thing about uh, Jipmer is a campus it's a sports crazy community okay a kind of crazy you can see the property after four thirty or 5 o'clock you can actually see the professors running uh, in okay. the field and playing volleyball cricket basketball you name it the professors and the students would mingle together so it's kind of a very very different atmosphere from all the institutes or colleges which many of you might have heard okay so i continued in jipmer i was sports secretary in ja deputy sports secretary in jipmer i i was heading the jipmer sports uh, festival in 1989 called spandan okay and then all along then around in 1993 94 uh, around 95 1995 i had a auto accident and all oh. my sports came to an end completely Okay. Now I was here one day playing everything and the next my spine got injured and complete stopped all my sporting activity. Mm-hmm. I was told I'm not supposed to exert. I'm not supposed to do anything at all. Mm-hmm. So more or less the next 15 years from 1995 to 2010, I was just doing core exercises, strengthening my back, always afraid to, you know, uh, push the back. I was always worried that my leg will go numb, which it was already done before. Okay. Then in 2011, I had the opportunity to meet my brother in the U.S. Okay. And I was just watching the TV and I saw this lady finish a marathon in three hours something, a full marathon, mind you. Okay. Okay. And the legend was that she had close to 200 bullets in her body. 200 bolts, not bullets, I'm sorry. Okay. She had a major accident and she had 200 nuts and bolts in her body to set her right. And here this lady was running a full marathon at 3.30 and I said, oh, come on. If she can do it, I shouldn't be sitting idle with just a little minuscule back pain and keep uh, moaning and groaning about it. And then I started my journey of running. Okay. Uh literally the next two, two years for me, like running from my home in Besanagar to Adayar, I would consider the triumph. I would come back and tell my wife, Viji, you know, and this is, I did five kilometers. And she said, okay, great. And of course she was my big motivator because she was always uh,
0: yeah.
1: uh, passionate about uh, the thing. She used to do a lot of physical activity and she was gymming and extensively uh, doing uh, what's called cardio. And it's something which I always admired. And so she, she was also holding a job as a professor in the institute and still doing everything yes. so i would run this 5k and feel thrilled wow. thrilled as if i was you gone to the moon and back and said oh my god i've done 5k that's great today then around 2014 my brother-in-law who also happens to be a marathon runner okay he said look you have trained for 10k now why don't you run a uh, half marathon Mm. You must be joking. It's not it's a long time since I've run a half marathon. Okay. So, uh, started training in 2014, sometime in uh, February. Okay. And uh, March, April, or May, there was a half marathon. I got into the half marathon and I ran. Okay. I did it decent for a first half marathon, it was decent 220. Okay. But what happened after the marathon opened my eyes. Okay. I couldn't walk for a few days after the half marathon.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I had a big lump behind my uh, knee. It was a huge tennis uh, golf ball size swelling behind my. What's called a populated fossa, and I was limping. And I was wondering what's happening. And I went okay. and got a scan done, and then the doctor said, "Did you train?" And I said, "I don't know what's training. I just ran." Okay. And I said, "It's a mistake." Okay. You know, your body has got used to laying idle. You need to train. Yeah. And then you damaged. You got something called, uh, what's called a Baker's cyst. And mm-hmm. I recovered a physiotherapy, put me back, and I'm in action. And that's then I learned the value of training and strength training, training and strength, uh, cardio and strength exercises. Okay. So this is a very small nutshell of how okay. I evolved from, like a sleeper from 1995 to 2000 who was virtually sleeping and doing only exercise to becoming a serious runner
0: that is uh, phenomenal sir i mean uh, it is it is a very uh, inspiring uh, story to listen to because uh, you being uh, playing uh, a seasoned basketball player at college and then uh, volleyball, volleyball,
1: volleyball, volleyball, volleyball player
0: volleyball. sorry uh, volleyball player and then uh, overcoming an injury and then again coming back to uh, marathon running is um, is really tremendous so now that uh, you have learned the nitty gritty of uh, training uh, 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 how do you think uh, you know a, a training a plan should? I mean, how 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 do you uh, how do you think people should uh, do it rightly in terms of uh, planning the training and what all things should go into a training?
1: Yeah, as I told you, right? Uh, the first half marathon was good, but then I ended up with injury, mm-hmm. so that's when I started reading books as a doctor, uh, mm-hmm. being very fascinated with how our human body functions right. and how people used to complete marathons i said okay i should learn about training so i started reading books a lot of books my younger brother gave me a book at that time it's called the lore of running it's a wonderful book by tim nox yeah yeah, Yeah. fantastic book it's virtually my bible i sit and read i read it with great interest because i think a normal person may not understand it but as a doctor you really make sense what tim nox writes So I learned in that that you need to train the body, you need to prepare the joints and the muscles to undergo this grind of the long distance running. You know, running itself is exhilarating. It's great to run, uh, you know, some people love to run 5 kilometers, some people love to run 10 kilometers and a few people want to push it beyond and look at uh, half, full and then the ultras. So you need to train uh you cannot get up from bed and run like what i did my first half marathon and end up with an injury right uh incidentally after the injury i recovered very well and i ran my first drhm in that year july okay uh, and i did which a very year was cr- that sir uh 2014, 2014 2014 drhm okay Okay. so for april i ran this uh, oh i forgot the name of that marathon it's no longer okay. there okay. cool runners yeah cool runners okay then in uh, july i ran the drhm i ran a 2 hours 13 minutes uh, half marathon okay um, and that's how training started and as soon as we finished the half marathon uh, where i was just going through the next week around besanagar beach mm-hmm. with my brother in law i saw a couple of guys Training very intensely okay. uh, for a for like doing exercises, fitness and everything. And I asked them, "Who are you?" And they said, "We are the busy Dreamers." Okay, uh, and there were a few guys. And my friend Partha Tirumale was also there. He okay. said, "Okay, why don't you join us?" Okay. So that's how, in some time, in. April, May, June, June or August, September. September two thousand fourteen I became uh Busy Dreamers. Part of November, Dreamers. Okay. And okay. that's where we met uh, our coach Elango. Okay. I have a great uh, regard for him. Right. He's a yeah. wonderful guy. He really makes sure that we train well. Right. So that's how the training part of it. And uh, as far as the training goes, you know, we ought to have to marathon is a metaphor for life by running a marathon yeah yeah you you don't just jump and say one day i'm going to run a full marathon and do it you know it needs a lot of planning okay you need to strengthen your mind and the body uh, you need a good nutrition plan you need a good rest plan yeah. and everything goes into you know making you a good runner so that you don't get injury anybody can run but yeah. more important is to run without an injury and enjoy your run that's the whole idea of uh, training and strength training and recovery and the nutrition that's part yeah. of the run yeah. and it gives you great discipline in life
0: yeah so actually that brings to my next question Anandar uh, if you yeah. could actually uh, briefly touch upon each aspect of those building blocks like uh, training structure strengthening mm-hmm. recovery and nutrition maybe a couple of lines of each uh, would you be able to uh, shed some light mm-hmm. on it
1: yeah, the line seven, I would simply put it as training has to be slow and steady. Okay. okay. As far as training is concerned, there are two training. One you train the body muscles to undergo the stress of running. Okay. The other is training to run distances. Okay. Now both of it should be slow. Okay. You have to take it, you usually use the 10% rule. That is, if you're able to run 5 kilometers okay. per week, just increase your mileage only by 10%. You're okay. not going around going saying, okay, I've done 5, I'm going to do 20. So it's very slow. Okay. At the same time, you have to maintain a balance. You cannot run every day. You should not be running every day because you need something called a recovery. You need to recover from your run. You need to recover from your strength yeah. training. Yep. So, ideally, I would prefer a five-day running schedule added to this two days of strength training in okay. between. That is, okay. it overlaps with the running day. Okay. And two days of complete rest. Now, I follow this quite strictly. For me, a complete rest is a Saturday and a Monday. Because okay. Sunday is my long-distance running. So, okay. Saturday is a rest and Monday is a rest. Okay. So, the remaining five days. On the five days of running, training doesn't mean we run 5K every day. it's not the way we do. We have to do a run for two things. First, you have to train your heart to cardio. Yeah. So you need a cardio training. You need a physical training. Okay. You need a speed training. You need to, you know, most runners usually are not happy with, Uh, just running a mile for nine or like a kilometer for six minutes. They would like to say deep in their heart, everybody says, I could, I wish I can run faster. So if you want to do that, you have to run for train for speed, you have to train for distance and you have to train for the heart. Okay. Three things that is very, very essential. Okay. So, so for the heart, we do what is called a speed intervals. Uh, where, you know, you run your heart fast, increase your pace, cool down, allow the recovery. Again, as I said, recovery, recovery, recovery. It's something which is uh, very, very underplayed in uh, uh, training. We always think training means lifting weights and running, but recovery is the essential part. Now, that's the key to improving your uh, stamina over a period of time. So in five days, you have one day, which is called a tempo run. One day, it's called a speed run and one day's intervals. intervals. Yeah. Now, these are different technical terms. Right. Given for, you know, one of them is for aerobic, and one of them is for aer- anaerobic, and one is for increasing the explosive fast fibers in your body. Okay. After doing this, on Sunday, you do what is called LSD, or the long, slow distance running, right. where you basically don't run your heart out. You run very slow, casually, enjoy it, walk, run, anything you want, okay. but just the distance Mm -hmm. so this is the training advice I'll give okay okay Uh,
0: so in terms of uh, recovery so you're mentioning that recovery is little underplayed uh, in most of the training aspects so how do one ensure that they have recovered properly from uh, a set of exercises or from previous day activities
1: yeah it's uh, generally said that if you do a strength training uh, of an hour of you know when i say strength training it means like weighted squats okay. uh deadlifts dead and everything okay. you need 48 hours before you actually do a very hectic job of running okay okay okay. so this human being i look at the muscle like a spring okay. so you can keep pulling a spring but if you pull it beyond a certain limit it will go this basic physics law it's called young's law of this thing right. elasticity you yeah. keep pulling it beyond a level it'll get damaged so you go around without a rest yeah. to your muscles then they become very very sore and they are at the danger of getting torn okay and this uh, what happens many people come to me and say i ran this marathon and i tore my muscle and you didn't tear the muscle because you ran that marathon you tore the muscle because you didn't Train adequately, and you didn't rest adequately for the recovery,
0: okay, yeah,
1: so that's the recovery part of it, and recovery means recovering in terms of hydration, okay. recovering in terms of taking your protein, reading if you' got used you if you are a vitamin junkie vitamin in terms of taking vitamins okay. that's the recovery doing a foam roller is a recovery. Okay. giving a lot of good sleep having a good sleep I think most people have a bad sleep running is one thing which gives you a good sleep you need a good, good sleep is a recovery
0: okay okay yeah so sleep is something uh, one should really take into consideration for being a better yeah. person
1: yeah okay. I was thrilled when Federer said he sleeps 12 hours, but he's a top notch athlete you know he's yeah, very much challenged yeah yeah
0: uh, it's really great, uh, you know, such simple things can play a vital role in, in terms of training. Uh, so, in, my next question is, uh, you know, so, um, so mentoring. how should, yeah, huh. uh, yeah. Uh, so, how, how, how uh, could you share some light about uh, your mentoring uh, aspects of Bessie Dreamer? So, yeah, yeah part, I know I was
1: about to touch on that mentoring part of it. Please, yeah. As I said, I joined Bessie Dreamer sometime 2000, September 2014. Yeah. And uh, subsequently, a uh, few of us took home, uh, became part of the core members of the Basic Dreamers. Okay. Uh, it's quite a democratic section. You know, it's not one person who takes any decision. There are many people who take right. a decision. Right. And we all decided that we will train two days a week and we will have three levels of training. You know, every type of person comes there. Somebody who has never run before, somebody who has run a half marathon, somebody who has run full marathon. So as I said, I said, okay, I'll take up the responsibility of um, putting a training schedule with the help of our coach. So with him, we I used to sit down with him on the phone, call him up and say, look, next week, what shall we do? And over a period of time, we devised quite a good uh, program where Tuesdays and Fridays, we probably do either core or something with the coach. And uh, we run on Wednesdays, Thursdays. And then we run uh, long distance on Sunday. Sundays, yeah. Yeah. And over a period of time, this became very, very successful because okay. we had uh, a lot of us ran together. We all basically right. running together. I can't take credit, entire credit for it, anything except like being the coordinator. Uh, all of us ran and then it became very successful that the dream runners said, okay, since you had a very successful program, right. uh, why don't you start mentoring? Uh, the Dream Runners uh, uh, program for the DRHM 2016. Okay. Uh, you can, why don't you start? So that's how my mentoring part of it started. Okay. So yeah. it's something which, you know, again, and as I said, um, runners, once you run with somebody, you're friends for life, the way you and I are. <laughs> you know, we never knew each other before we met. Yes. In 2016. Yes. Yes. We met for the run. Yeah. And that's how we met. So that's it. We learn from each other
0: right so that's that's i really wanted to tell when you said uh, you know one day when you came across uh Dream Runners uh, training at Bessie Naga. So that's how I came across you and uh, other uh, Bessie Dream members uh, when you were training. And I was uh, very excited because I never played sports at my uh, school or college. And the whole thing of uh, uh, community-driven sports was uh, kind of exciting. And uh, that that was the first time when I uh, saw it in my life. And I was very happy to be part of uh, Bessie Dreamers, uh, you know, from then on. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so I would like to ask. So, what are the benefits uh, you know running can give? Uh, uh, can bring bring to the
1: table? Yeah. Okay. Specifically, if you ask me, uh, everybody in the world will tell you, uh, running is best form of exercise because okay. it doesn't need a group. Uh-huh. It doesn't need a stadium. Right. Okay. It doesn't need a time. Right. We can run it any time. it doesn't need a place. Now, think of it. In the lockdown, all of us are running in the
0: terrace.
1: We are running in a 20-meter terrace and we are doing 10 kilometers some days. So basically, it doesn't need, if you put your mind to it, running is generally uh, what's called as a lonely sport. But you can form groups and run. Benefit of running is two. One is the social bond that you make in running. Mm-hmm. Now scientifically we know that in a runner's group, it's not the running benefit which is great, it is social bonding which gives a better, uh, what's called a mental, uh, this thing compared to others. And it's there, it's scientifically proved okay. that people who bond in running, okay. not just the running, it's a social bonding which gives you the health, health benefit. Okay, okay. The next is when you run, it is obviously a great exercise, but up to 10 kilometers all science says is the best benefit of running is when you run up to 10 kilometers okay that's the best benefit okay now there is no proof whether running longer gives you any benefit or not but there is no harm in running any longer too okay okay that's individual i'm mean, some person who are gifted uh i know a lot of people in my group who can keep running and i wonder how these people can keep running 20 kilometers, 25 kilometers or 40 kilometers a week without any problem. So that's their gift. But for an average person, running 10 kilometers every day or every alternate day is probably a great benefit compared to anything else. Okay.
0: So scientifically, up to 10 kilometers is where uh, body
1: can get a maximum out yes, of it. Exactly, maximum benefit. After okay. that, uh, there are a lot of controversies okay. uh, regarding some people saying cardiac uh, damage and everything. Okay. But as I said, it's all depends on uh, how the person is, what's his lifestyle, yeah. and more important, back to the old thing: Are they resting enough? Correct. Yeah. That's more what. Yeah.
0: Okay. So uh so we'll move to the next one on sir. Uh yeah. so I I would like to know how one should plan for races, uh, because there is this uh um, uh community driven factor where everybody are training together so you know some might be carried away with other people running a certain distance and they also want to participate whether or not knowing uh if they are physically or mentally ready for it so how should one evaluate their performance and how should one plan for the race
1: I think, uh, long ago when i started this i told everyone you all should maintain a log book okay. uh, at least a mental log if not a physical one okay uh, but of course nowadays we have garmin which precisely yes. Garmin, Strava and so many other apps uh, Nike app, Adidas. any of these apps okay. they precisely tell you where you stand it's hmm. like a self assessment program you don't need a third party coach to tell you are you fit for 10 kilometers or are you fit for a half marathon but generally speaking if you are in a group it's better to take the advice of some person who is experienced, ask them whether you are ready for a 10 kilometers or a 21 kilometers or a half mile. It's always better. Yeah. Uh, in uh, Sometimes like right now, once upon a time, there was a time when I could actually judge people whether they're capable of running 21 or 42. Hmm. But now the group has become quite big. It's difficult okay. for me to find out who. So it, I leave it to individuals. Okay. You have to decide whether you are able to. I will give an example. If you want to run 21, if you want to run a half marathon, mm-hmm. you should have run at least 17 kilometers once as a LSD. Okay. Without, and then recovered after that without an injury to know, say, okay, I can do 21K. Okay. Or you should have run at least 10K every week over the last 10 weeks minimum on a non-stop 10 kilometer distance. So okay. you should know how to evaluate to yourself number one. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Second thing, have you devoted enough time for training and strength for this? I've already told it's not about running alone. It's about building your strength in the body and training your body to withstand the uh, uh, injuries that can happen. If you do that, you have to do a self-evaluation. If you're not able to do a self-evaluation, ask somebody in the group who knows what it is about. And then say, are you ready? Okay. That's how we should go.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Okay, that that makes real sense. Uh,
0: thank you for that. Uh, so, so I want to know, like, uh, how do we uh, overcome challenges as runners, especially uh, when we go through these tough times of injury and niggles and all that? Sometimes uh, they are very uh, subtle that we don't know until we encounter that. So, in in terms of that, how do we? Um, because there could be Personally, I have, I have, uh, gone through a, a tough time when, you know, I was, um, training for Mumbai marathon and then I was, uh, down with a nigger and I could not train for, uh, six weeks, um, so, from that. So what was my advice to you that time? Um. No, I mean, uh, so personally when I did my, uh, self-evaluation, I found that, you know, I, my glutes were not, uh, uh, str- strong enough. So I should, I should have devoted more time, uh, for strength
1: training. But there was also a time when I told you relax, yeah. do a good rest, allow it to heal and you'll yeah. be alright. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. That's all about patience. Now most of the time, I will go with a simple thing. If you are a runner, you have to be mentally be prepared to be injured at some time or the other. Okay. That's the first thing. So that, that is, is a par- a part and parcel of the journey. A part and parcel, yes. Okay. And if you are injured, you okay. should also know to bury your ego. Uh-huh. Sit quietly and say, I will recover. I will train. I will come out stronger. Yeah. Okay. It's not that none of us have had injuries. I've had major injuries after 2016 and i had each time mm-hmm. i just said okay i'm off for two few months i'm going to come back yeah. that's how. so you need to have patience to accept that your body is injured mm-hmm. you need rest yes. after i rest i work back on it mm-hmm. and you know i'll give an example we have our own dr asha she had yeah. a fracture in the toe mm-hmm. out of the blue and given her age and all the other problems she had she took rest and she used to keep asking, When can I run? When can I run? I said, Relax, I will tell you when to run. You just sit down
0: yeah.
1: completely. And when she had recovered sufficiently, uh-huh. then I said, Okay, start running. And she's run. And now, you know, you can't, there's no stopping her touch And I right, keep right. hoping That's that she right. keeps going on. Yeah, yeah. So you so needs patience. And you need to understand your body when it is injured. You need to give it rest. Okay. Okay, so that's uh,
0: some key fundamentals we have to take yeah. uh, in terms of injury The prevention. anxiety
1: for a runner is when he's injured, the anxiety goes, oh my, God, I'm never going to run again. That's the first negative thing that comes to him.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And it
1: doesn't like that. It's always a recovery. Look at animals. They get injured. They recover. I look everything at animals. Look at them. We have the benefit of a physiotherapist, an orthopedician, we have anything. Animals only have nature. They recover and they recover to fight and survive yeah no yeah, that's
0: that's a very good uh, example cited sir yeah really yeah
1: so uh, so i
0: want to know like uh, what uh, what inspires you the most in running what aspect of running inspires you the most mm.
1: uh, this is a very <laughs> difficult thing to answer because multiple inspirations okay the First inspiration, of course, is back to my school, coach of school days, as I told you, my volleyball coach.
0: Yeah, I owe yeah. it
1: to him for having the discipline. Okay. Yeah. Inspiration can have various meaning. For me, having a group and seeing many of them cross the finish line is a big inspiration for me. Yeah. Uh, it's not, I'm not talking about those who have done a full marathon. I have a great inspiration, even for somebody who has never run in their life, and comes and finishes a 10k, and then okay. calls me up and says, "Thanks, Doc. I never thought I would run in my life." And that—that's a huge inspiration for me to say, "Look, this is great. I—I I should also run, and I should feel inspired by each and every person who looks ordinary who are ordinary, but extraordinary because they're able to do something most people cannot do in the world." Yeah yeah so inspiration comes in different forms for me the inspiration is just seeing everyone else with you know with the abilities and without the abilities doing great stuff of course my marathon inspiration is Kipchoge, and i have yeah. no shame in accepting that and i really really admire him
0: That's yeah right. so do i thank you uh so uh so it really, uh, you know, I, I also want to share, uh, you know, something, uh, here, uh, you know, when I did my first 10k, um, at DRHM 2017, I think I was very excited. Uh, so I, I still remember after crossing finish line, I hugged you. Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> so, <laughs> you were emotional.
1: You were so emotional. Yeah, I was thinking. very emotional.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the very, uh, uh, the, the the moment of that even makes me emotional even till date uh so these are there are uh, uh some precious things i always remember so that was one of them uh, so and then you
1: see we both finished the mumbai together
0: mumbai together <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, it's a very uh uh very great uh, thing uh to, to run have in, run in yeah. Run. yeah uh yeah so i i want to know like um How do we uh, keep a balance between um, running and work and, I mean, running and life? In in life, when I say life, um, we have a lot of things uh, from a work standpoint, family standpoint. And uh, when when, when I say running, um, I want to talk about that part of running where we um, uh, have a lot of uh, aspirations in terms of achieving a goal.
1: So how do we balance these two things? I as I assume that you are basically talking about a full marathon. This is what is most runners yeah, want to maybe. do in their life. Yeah. yeah. See, there are a lot. I already told you, there's a lot of metaphor to life in a marathon. Okay. okay. Most of us, given any day with a reasonable practice, can run 20 kilometers easily. Okay. Okay. Right. But then, as I told you, you need training uh, to, So, what happens? You start training which brings you a discipline. How do you train? You have work which is like, most people work from 9 to 5 or 9 to 7. If 9 to 5 is out. You are assuming that without the lockdown, we would be traveling, traveling 2 hours a day, which yeah. means it's 8 eight to 7, 8 a.m. to 7. Right. That's a quite a hectic day, a 5-day week. Some of us uh, doctors work much more, 6 days a week. Yeah. But that's how we work. So you plan accordingly. Let's say you are somewhere in, now you are in um, June. And January, you plan a full marathon. You have to plan it on the paper. It's just like the way you plan everything in life. Just like the way you plan finances. Just like the way you plan your education. Mm. You say, look, I'm going to do this. I'm going to train till September. I'm going to strengthen my body. After September, I'm going to increase my distances. I'm going to increase volume till November. And then when I'm very, very fit, I'll do a recovery till I go. So this gives you a very clear discipline. This is how life is all about. It's all about our career too. You don't uh, get into a career and start imagining that you are a king on day one. It's a slow grind. So you need to plan. And that's how it goes. And that's why I said uh, how, uh, what, uh, basically the balance is how do you find the time? You hear about the New York nurse who ran the full marathon and qualified for the U.S. trials. I think she did 2 hours and 18 minutes, which is phenomenal. She was a full-time nurse. Yeah. And you asked her and in her interview, she says she used to wake up at 4 a.m., run from 4 a.m. to 6, uh, practice, then take a break first and then go. So if you want to keep a balance, you will have to find a time. Okay. Okay. That's, you have to find a time. You can't excuse yourself saying that I have a lot of work. I think a lot of people, a lot of CEOs work, run. How do right. the CEOs and CEOs run? I think it's all about good planning right that's all and then to balance between work and pleasure and the running is a pleasure that you have to seriously accept that most of us right. great pleasure running right so it is a pleasure for us yeah uh
0: thank you so much Alan, sir uh so the next one i i want to ask uh, about some advice for uh, beginners especially non-runners because this is the time where they can actually evaluate and think of uh, you know some sort of activity post lockdown once everything is done so i i want uh i want your uh advice for some people who are already running or somebody who wants to start off
1: i have great privilege of seeing many people join the Dream Runners. Uh, what is called a structured training program yeah. as beginners, as beginners. Yeah. And I can, you know, I know by names, I know huge number of them who started out as people who who thought they had no ability yeah. or rather they said, I have never run. And now today they are running wonderfully well. Right. So the advice to them all will be, don't be anxious when you come. This is the advice I give all of the trainees when they first come, to train for the structured training program. Sure. There are people with different capabilities. You come and see there in a the first day of a training, it's like the first day of a class. You see somebody sprinting, you see somebody running carefully, and you are the person who feels I have not run, I don't even know how to run. Take heart. All of us, when we went to school for the first time as LKG, were like this. Okay, it is like that. Yeah. so you cannot you know you cannot compare your stool to somebody else and start thinking that i am unable to run and give it up on day 1 yeah. running is for yourself it's a fight for yourself you are going to you you have to come there thinking that okay my inspiration is and whatever i let like say an athlete or somebody but i want to do 10k you have this fixed in your mind a goal and then come and run but don't compare yourself to somebody else and start a training That's a very, very important aspect for it. Second is don't be shy of asking for help. Right. Yeah. Okay. That is very important. Very important. Yeah. There are some times when, you know, given that there is a huge group, um, nobody wants to actually neglect you, but nobody can give you uh, personal training also in a huge group. Yes, yes, yes. So, we, you know, you have seen how uh, the structured training works. We okay. have six to eight people looking at 40 people or 50. You know, in the first few weeks, it's about 80 people training. It's yes. very difficult for us to pick out who can run, who cannot run, what is required for somebody, and what is yeah. not. And everybody is not trained like me or like you or anybody. We all have read the book and we have learned. Yeah. yeah. So, if there is a training, he should not hesitate to ask a question and say, look, I feel I want to run. But my mind says I can't run, then we'll ready to help you. That's Correct. how, it, that's the most important thing for all beginners. Okay. And okay. Do, another thing for beginners is don't spend your time starting to think that I don't have an expensive shoe, I don't have this. You need to be reasonable with your shoes. Mm-hmm. Again, be careful about not spending too much extra because more you spend and then you are not able to do it Things about a little bit of depression. So it is always important to ask for advice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we have a lot of given that uh, you know we have a
0: lot of uh, support coming in from all the mentors and all the seasoned runners of the group. Uh, yes. It is a good idea, good idea to yes. reach out for help.
1: Yeah, yes. running group has really grown so much. Uh, yeah. over this thing. Of course, I am not a qualified coach. I am just a person who is just passionate about running. Yeah, but there are a lot of people who are ready to tell you how to go about it. Yeah, aspect. you should ask
0: for help i have benefited hugely from it and i can i can vouch for whoever are listening to that mm-hmm. yeah uh so uh, answer uh, i i have a last question where in the times of covid uh you know we we uh, see and hear that people are running with masks uh so um any any uh, idea on that uh, uh, any dos and don'ts and uh, you know
1: um, what what sort okay. of uh, suggestions you give on that i am very glad you asked and there is a big forum to listen to this okay uh, see the recommendation that you are getting today to us is a cdc recommendation okay Now, you so have so to CDC understand cdc is a center for, a center disease, for control. disease control US, okay. USA. Okay. okay not india us okay yeah okay now when they say that uh new york was hit by a lot of Karnoa because of its density okay imagine the density population density of chennai imagine now we are granddaddies when it comes to population density new york is nowhere near as dense as what chennai is okay and so we should understand that recommendation has to be taken with a big pinch of salt yeah. If the New York fellow says that you can run and you can run without a mask and you have to keep 12 feet distance, mm-hmm. it's fine. It's possible in that country. Right. It is not possible in our country because I run out. Uh, I was running outside when it was at the lockdown prior to the lockdown a little bit. Okay. And I realized mm-hmm. that while I'm running, you have a milkman. You have half a dozen people in the road without a mask. Okay. And you have half a dozen people who are sneezing their way and snorting their way out hmm. in the road. Yeah. Now, I wouldn't take my chances at this by not wearing a mask. Right. But at the same time, a mask means not your N95 mask. It's an obstructive mask. You cannot wear an N95 and run. Okay. So we go by what the runner's world says. The runner's world says, you wear at least a simple three-ply mask because it's very easy. The blue okay. color mask, it allows breathing in and out. Okay. Now, I have come to a stage where I love running with the mask. I've been running for about one month with a blue mask and I really okay. love it. I don't even take it off. And it's okay. very, very comfortable for me. Okay. Also, with a comfort in my mind that if there is somebody who sneezes ahead of me or behind me, yeah. or if by accident, I touch something on the road
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I don't transfer it to my face okay. so my personal view is it's literally important to be protected a second thing you can see a lot of people running together three or four people running together
0: mm-hmm.
1: if you are running three or four people together and you don't wear a mask i won't accept that okay. because you people are from different households you are not correct. from the same house correct you are from different households you have different set of people whom you are meeting every day in life mm-hmm. so if you three people are decided to run together then i would prefer that all three of you wear mm-hmm. a mask when you are together okay so this is my recommendation. Only thing is, with the mask, don't try to break your best time in your life. Okay. You have to run thirty seconds slower than your pace. Okay. And incidentally, running with a mask actually improves your pulmonary function.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: for many athletes, you know, there are many athletes who deliberately train with a mask to improve their anaerobic function. Okay. Okay. This is a, this is a known training manual. Okay. Uh, about, but okay. now, when it comes to us. Be careful with the mask, but you run at a slower pace, very comfortable pace. Mm-hmm. And be careful not to keep touching your masks because okay. you're going to transfer it to the face. Okay. okay. And if you don't like the mask, you run without the mask, but you make sure you run a very short stretch of 500 meters or 1 kilometer and keep doing to and fro and where you don't meet anybody. Right. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. That, right. Okay.
0: Right. Thank you so much, Anand, sir. Uh, It has been a great, great pleasure. I can't really again quantify and put in words how much this means to me because uh, ever since I've started this initiative, I've really wanted to get you on board. And, uh, you know, um, personally, I was selfish to know, you know, what kind of uh, things you have in store to uh, share with me. So, Thank, thank you very much.
1: Thank you, Pawan. Thank you. It is wonderful. I know it's a great. When you first told me, I was a little skeptical about people listening to um, these kind of listening. Uh, when you know there are so many other multimedias available. Right. But I realize when we make it interesting and we share our experiences,
0: yeah,
1: it's always good for us. Thank you so much for sharing your part of it. Thank My pleasure, really, sir, and. Uh my you pleasure. made me relive my entire running journey. Thank you for that. <laughs> thank you so much.
0: And uh, it is my pleasure. And, uh, on this platform, I really want to thank you again for, you know, teaching me the ABCs of uh, running and really, uh, bringing me into this community, which has really made a huge difference in my life. And I can't really, uh, tell how much it has made, um, you know, personally in terms of gaining confidence, in terms of composing myself and all that. Uh, so thank you so much and I really wish you the best for all, all the future endeavors
1: thank you thank you thank, you. thank you so thank much you, thank, you. thank you sir take care bye bye thank